take? I mean, it depends on the team that I have. Darnold, I'm taking no matter what yeah. as my first quarterback. But then depending on the team, if I need a guy to play year one, I'm taking Rosen. Mm. If I need a guy to sit for, like, if I want a guy to sit for a year, I'm taking Allen. Well, that continues our theme of talking about football as we lead in episodes. You're listening to the Mostly NBA Podcast. I'm Michael Higgins. I'm Aiden Darmody. I'm Sean Morgan. I'm Matt LeVay. I pointed to Aiden because I wanted to let him introduce himself. I, I don't I have feel a bad thing about with that needing still. to introduce myself. <laughs> you just monopolized the whole operation for a few weeks now. So, Well, I, I apologize for that. A few weeks? It's been months. <laughs> no, been... but I mean a few consecutive episodes. Okay. Okay. Well... Yeah, as uh, as you heard, going around the around the horn, that's a baseball term. That's by the way. a sh- that's also a ESPN show. Are we gonna have to like file oh, for is. a copyright <laughs> infringement? No, no, because no, I I said right after that it was a baseball reference. Uh, it's a double play. Around. Oh, so it's a baseball reference, not an ESPN show. It's not reference. an ESPN show that we are talking about. Okay. Well, okay. I mean, either way, ESPN <laughs> works with the University of Florida, so we're chilling, right? Yeah, we're fine. Right. This used to be the ESPN studio. Okay, so we're chilling. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean is our guest on today's show. Uh, What's up, guys? Big NBA fan. He's going to be sitting in. Um, so we're going to be talking about the playoffs a lot because it's it's the last week of March. We've got, what, nine games left? Something like that? Something uh, um, yeah, like that. in between like 8 to 11, depending on the team. Yeah, right. and, and the seating is a mess right now. Not because there are a lot of teams who could still get in. Because, I mean, the gap between 8 and 9 in the East is right now at five and a half games the 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 eight teams are are locked pretty much not in the, the west east. no yeah, for the, the, for the, the east, east is locked yeah the locked is the west is still open but it's, where yeah. the mess comes from is the fact that there are still about what i'd say four or five teams in each conference that could all swap places still i mean in the in the east you've got from 4 awesome. to 8 all those teams are within four games of each other and then in the west i think it's even worse in the west you got from three down to eight, they're within three and a half games of each other. That that is a mess. That's so crazy. it's all a mess. Yeah, a lock and change. I mean, I mean, I was just looking at the Sixers in the sixth seed a couple of days ago, and then they were the three for a second. Like, there's there's a lot of different. I, I wish it was more clear cut so we could look at the potential matchups, like the real potential matchups that were coming up. But everything is a potential matchup right now. So we're gonna talk about the teams that we're looking at to actually solidify their place in the West, and then. We can talk about matchups in the East. I mean, I feel like it doesn't really matter in the East past past four, depending on how much weight you put in the 76ers. Um, well, I mean, I think something to look at in the East is I if I'm a team in the East, I want that seven seed to play Boston. Because with Kyrie Irving going down for three to six weeks with his knee, Kyrie Irving went, underwent a minimally invasive procedure on his knee I, I would want to play the Celtics. Like, I think any team could beat the Celtics in the first round. Not that they would, but, I, like, I would love to be the seventh seed in the East now. And right now, the seventh seed, as we're talking, I don't know if this is going to change by the time we get out of this uh, or get, put this podcast out. The Milwaukee Bucks are sitting at seven, and they're a team that I have talked about all year as a team that I wish was better than they were. But the Bucks, with as talented as they are, do you think that that's the kind of team that if they match up with Boston in the first round, that gives them the incentive, you know, with Kyrie being out to push to possibly, you know, I mean, make I that think, a series? I think all three teams that are kind of in that area, which is the Wizards at six, the Bucks at seven, and the Heat at eight, they're all within a game of an, and a half of each other. I think any of those three teams could beat the Celtics in the first round without Kyrie. Now, let me ask you this. Um, do you think the Boston Celtics is still a, a threat without Kyrie? No. No. Not no. even with Jason Tatum and no. all their young talent that they have in Boston right now. No, I don't think so. I think they still. I think they lose in the first round if they don't have hmm. Kyrie. I think they're hardly a threat with Kyrie. Honestly, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. About I don't that. think they come out of the East with Kyrie on the team and healthy. I, I don't know about that. I I I mean I think they would get to the second round, but I think they lose in a series to the Cavs in the second round with Kyrie. The thing that's weird for me is I just assumed. You know, first half of the season that the Celtics were going to come out of the East as the as the number one seed. I don't mean to come out of the East playoffs, but to finish a season as the number one seed. And now looking at the two, the fact that they wouldn't even that they would have to play the Cavs before the conference finals. I don't know. I just I roll with LeBron James in the playoffs. I just yeah. I think the Celtics are still still a year or two away from putting it all together. Like Kyrie. Oh, has, I, I disagree with that. 
I just think that they would lose in the playoffs. No, this I. Th- year. I'm, but I'm saying I think they're a year or two away from being a legitimate title contender. I think they're a contender in the East, like they can put up a good series. But Kyrie still isn't at his prime, at his peak yet. He's not at his apex yet. Jason Tatum needs to grow. Jalen Brown needs to grow. Gordon Hayward needs to come back, and they need to all learn how to play together. Like I think they're one to two years away from actually having a shot to even just make the finals. Okay, so here's a question for you guys then. Say that the Raptors and the Celtics both do advance past the first round and the Celtics get Kyrie back for that second round matchup against whoever it is. Who has a better chance of coming out of the East then? With Kyrie coming back to the Celtics or a Raptors team that has home court throughout the East playoffs? Is Neither. LeBron still in the in the playoffs? Yeah. Then yeah, I'm rocking it doesn't with matter. LeBron yeah. LeBron's going to the finals. Yeah, like, every year well, he's going uh, to the finals. He I will say a- Aiden has said that so matter-of-factly all season, that it doesn't matter what's happening with the Cavs, LeBron James is coming out of the East. LeBron right. is going to the finals. Like, I was, I got a little nervous. There was a stretch a couple weeks ago, which you said would happen after the trade. They would have a poor stretch. I said they would never lose a basketball game. <laughs> well, you were, you were way overconfident <laughs> after that trade. You thought they were going to go... Something in O the rest of the season. Yeah. Okay. So I was wrong, and you definitely, as a Cavs fan, you called that there was going to be a huge regression. They were going to struggle for a week or two. I which think the they break did. really hurt them. I think the All Star break being right at, as they were getting hot. Yeah. Hurt and them. but they're they're they've won five in a row now. LeBron is playing this toolbox. The dude is what in his fifteenth season. 15th season. Insane. I don't know how he's playing this good of basketball. He's every single year he is better at basketball than he was the but year right before. right now, it's been, like, particularly scary these last few weeks. He just dropped – he had a 37-point triple-double like or something, and then he had a 40-point elementary game. schoolers. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't even look fair. Like, you can't – when they put LeBron and four shooters around him, there's no way to stop that because he just penetrates, and you have to bring in two guys to help on his penetration because one-on-one, he'll beat you every single time. And the physical shape he's in right now – is is probably the best it's been since he's been back in Cleveland. Yeah, like it, he looks like yeah. Miami LeBron. Like he's physically. on track to play every single game this season, which is ridiculous. Which he hasn't done I mean, in years. I don't think he will. I think they'll. No, he'll play. He's going to play eighty-two games because he's LeBron James. Then he has a little bit of an. You ego. don't think they'll sit him the last game? No, he wants to be able to say he played eighty-two games. Okay, I think he cares more about his body and preparing it for the playoffs. At this point in the year, I don't think so. I don't think he'll try. Oh, okay. In the final couple of games, but they'll I think, do like they did with Tristan Thompson last year when he had the he had the streak going, and they they put yeah. him in for a minute. <laughs> but I mean, game. also because the Sixers only came in a half behind them, they the Cavs obviously the Cavs don't care about having the one seed. The Sixers have won six in a row. Yeah, they haven't lost ground on the Cavs yeah. during the streak. Yeah, the Cavs don't care about getting the one seed, but they don't want to be going to get the one seed. <laughs> yeah, but they don't want to be the four seed. So like they'll fight for that three seed, I think. So Matt, what about you? Raptors and Celtics are both alive in the second round. Do you think it really doesn't matter? Um, I wouldn't say that it necessarily doesn't matter. Look, I know I still have the same view of the Raptors right now as they say Aiden does. Um, I'm just the type of guy that you you got to show me at first. And I mean, just to be honest, the last few postseasons they haven't showed you that. You know, they've choked in the off season or they've choked in the postseason. But um, I still feel that there is a different culture change, and that's something I've you know kind of seen in the media, at least talked about lately. Of um, you know, just the daily grind and behind the scenes work of what Dwayne Casey's kind of done to change their mindsets and what the culture's been like. Um, I definitely think they're going to give the Cavs or the Celtics, whoever it may be, likely the Cavs, obviously, um, a better shot, I guess you could say. I think that um, it's going to be as tough as it's been in years. I do think that. Um, and yeah, I, I think we've been a little hard on. Yeah, yeah. And then one, I think the Cavs win in six. <laughs> one, but one thing I would like to point out is I know that everyone flipped out against that Cleveland win last week when they played each other. But to that extent, I mean, Toronto actually had just a horrible game shooting wise and stuff. I just don't expect that I mean, to happen they still again. Had like 120. And points. I know. As I was saying, they still had that many points, and they only lost by what was it three points? And they had that bad of a night in the second half. So it's like. I still feel like that's not going to happen again. I don't know. Like, it could happen, but you know what I mean? I don't feel like it's going to be that inconsistent. No, it's but right. we'll see. I think, for me, so I do have to say, because I've given Toronto a lot of crap throughout Oh, you this have podcast. been the hardest on them, for sure. <laughs> so I do have to say, I am impressed by how they're playing. I do think the Raptors are different this year than they've been in years past. That being said, they have not once impressed me in the playoffs in the last four right. years. Like, this current construction of the Raptors built around DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry have not impressed me a single time in the playoffs. I will disagree with the that. the past four or five years. That's exactly years. how I feel about Houston. 
Honestly. Oh. But I mean, this is a whole new. You mean in the past? This is playoffs. This is a new iteration. Okay, playoffs. We'll get to Houston. What I want to say about Toronto is you weren't impressed when they tied the series against the Cavs a couple years ago? No. You just knew. I don't know. That was just because they tied it at 2-2, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess, and the Cavs had gone ten and zero to that point. Yeah, in, no. in the postseason, no. you still felt I, like Cleveland had a strong grip me. on the series. No, I, feel like. I was one hundred percent confident that LeBron that they once they went up to what because they, they went up two zero right. Yeah, they had checked out of that series already. They were looking to Golden State in the finals. They didn't. They didn't care. And then they went into Toronto. And, and then they went into Toronto and lost. And then Toronto got some momentum, and then they lost again. But like, not for a second did I think, oh wow, the Raptors might beat the Cavs. Like, okay, that was <laughs> that was honestly to me, the Cavs went up two zero. They started looking ahead to the Warriors and checked and, out. Of and that it was series. a disgusting two zero. They had, you know, really they brought went, it. They checked out of that series because they knew they were about to play the Warriors. And then the Raptors tied in. Then LeBron was like, oh, I have to try. Okay, and then they won like easily. Like it wasn't just as a bystander. Like I said, I feel like that series. You even though it was two two, like I feel like you had. A sense that Cleveland had a strong grip on it the whole time. So, you never at once felt like. I guess you say that you felt panic, but I mean, like it wasn't like I during. You remember way. those Celtics that Celtics series and the Pacers series when LeBron was with the Heat, oh, yeah. where the Heat were down three two. That was. I they I thought they had lost those series. Yeah. I never felt that with the Raptors series. Okay, so yeah, so. But I think that legitimately, I think the Celtics are going to lose in the first round, no matter yeah. who they play. Hot Wizard, take. Wizards, Bucks, Heat. I think they lose. You think so? Like you would if you had okay, I always put it this analogy. If you had a gun to your head right now, would you really pick Boston to lose first round? Yes. Really? <laughs> yes. Dang, that's real. Man. If they that's if, real. if, if yeah. Kyrie's not back by then. Okay, that's fair. If Kyrie's back, then yeah. St- yeah. But I mean, even still, like I still feel they're good enough that they can still yeah. win a series without For yeah. me, I just that's how I'm feeling also. Their team is based around a second year player, a rookie, and Al Horford. That doesn't inspire confidence in me to be a Wizards team that is a good team, a Bucks team that has a top five player in the league, and a Heat team that at times can beat anybody in the NBA when they're playing well. Is Jalen Brown going to be back soon? Does anyone know on him? Know. I don't know. He's out for. He don't have it in sixteen. He's seconds. not out for the year, is he? Oh no, I don't think so. Yeah, that, that was rough. He could return this Sunday. Okay. okay. Good. Okay, so what do you think about uh, Markel Fultz coming back tonight? That's exciting. I'm excited to see that. I just, yeah, I really want to see about that. Also. I can't believe how well they've done this season. Although I was just looking at this last week. I was looking at the strength of schedule based on winning percentage at each team. It's, it like averaged out all the team's winning percentages in each team's schedule. So the 76ers' average opponent winning percentage was like 380 by far the lowest in the league, yeah. by far the easiest schedule in the league. And a lot of that has to do with their division, but still – how much of this is them being good and how much of this is them playing, you know, I mediocre subpar teams? I are are they ready? I think it's both, but I think Le- Ben Simmons is the closest thing to LeBron James that we've right. seen. Right, I, I think, agree. I think Joel Embiid is the top three center in the league. I think they have a bunch of shooters, and I think they have so much length, it's insane. Like, if they can keep this core together and if Markel Fultz can progress, oh, if he can come back and progress. That's a scary team. Like I'd take their young core over almost any young core in Trust the, the process. So who goes farther in the in this year's playoffs, the Sixers or the Celtics? I'll I'll take the Sixers. Over if, the Celtics. If, if Kyrie is not back for the first round, I don't. I mean, the Celtics as of right now. I mean, the Sixers as of right now play the Pacers, which I think they beat the Pacers. Oh, I don't know about that, dude. They've been playing. Indiana I'm not saying they tough. would, but yeah. I I just the Sixers have out. so much length. It's crazy. Indiana's going to be Indiana's tough, Indiana's a gritty defense. I don't want to see, I think, I don't I, want to see Indiana first round. Yeah. I mean, you could say that about almost any of these teams. I would, much, kinda, I would much rather see am, Washington or Miami first round than I would Indiana. That's fair. That's fair. I'd much rather see Indiana. I would. I'd much rather see Indiana. If Honestly, if I'm any team in the East, I'd rather play the Celtics than any team. Indiana lost Paul George, and... They're more productive this year. Look at They were, what, an 8 seed, a 7 seed last year? Mm-hmm. They have a chance to be a 4. They got that much. They got better, like that much better. It's just worked. It's I don't know. That's not a team I want to play. 
I'd rather play the Celtics than any other team in the East, to be honest. Any other team in the East? Any yeah. other team. I just feel like at the end of the yeah. day, too. What, it's, the Celtics without Kyrie Irving. Uh, that's my point. If the Celtics don't have Kyrie Irving I for the first round, like for a, I'd rather play any. I'd rather play Celtics over any team. For a first round, though, and Brad Stevens, it, I could, their system, I would still feel like I'd trust that more than any of those other teams. Like I just still feel I like mean, I'd the trust Celtics and Brad Stevens almost lost to the Bulls last year until Rondo got hurt. I mean, they would have fair, if Rondo didn't get hurt. I just still I would trust them more than I would trust Washington or Miami. That's all. I mean, I forgot I think, about that. The Bulls definitely should have won that series. I think the Celtics without Kyrie, do they? They don't really have more talent than the Wizards or the Heat. I mean, maybe not, but that's when I like to rely on the coaching aspect of it, and that's where I. I mean, trust the Heat have a good coach in Eric Spoelstra. Absolutely, but I just I like I Brad mean, Stevens better. I guess I don't know. I feel like he's. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It'll, it's definitely an interesting topic, and I feel like you don't hear a lot of that, too. Like, I like that They're you're losing. challenging them. If Kyrie like Irving that. is not there, they are losing in the first <laughs> round. I just still feel like Michael, you can play this back at the beginning of the podcast if it doesn't happen. <laughs> but they are losing in the first round if Kyrie Irving is not there. Lock it in. Put it in Sharpie. Done. Dang. Wow. That's All right. And if, get your bets and in now. And if Kyrie is there, great. Then they lose in the second round to the Cavs. Okay. All right. Well, then the the only other question I have left about the East is a potential Raptors Sixers matchup. I'll take the Sixers again, just because of Embiid and Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons is I'd say Ben Simmons is the best rookie in the NBA right now. Yeah, I agree with that. I think him and Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, honestly, with the Raptors, it's I won't we won't know until the playoffs start to see is it regular season Raptors or postseason Raptors. Although I mean, the postseason Raptors could be different this year. But I mean, I mean traditional postseason Raptors. Okay, but there, there, there isn't a traditional postseason Sixers. They don't have any. I want to see the postseason. I, I know. I, that's, I, I want to see that. Same. Yeah, but they don't have any experience, but, and, and they'd be. They would not. The Raptors are the home team. How do the Sixers go in those first two games in Toronto with that crowd? Because Kyle postseason. Lowry forgets how to shoot the basketball in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I know that. Trust me. I'm just saying. <laughs> Experience, I think, matters, and when it's your first experience time. at sucking in the playoffs matters. Their sucking experience is better than okay, no experience. Okay. A lack of experience. <laughs> Sometimes matters. lack of experience can give you an advantage because you don't understand how big of a deal it is. You I, just go in and play with swag. They're not stupid. You're gonna say the Sixers are gonna walk into Toronto and be like, "Oh, I don't know what this is," and win accidentally. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. Do you think Joel Embiid feels? nervousness do you think Joel Embiid even has nerves dude it's ice cold he doesn't yeah. care about bro he's anything. gotta go up against Sergi Baca man oh, that's man. a joke get out of yeah. here Joel yeah. Embiid walks into Embiid, a building yeah. and thinks that he owns the building right. like do you see the confidence that that guy has do you yeah. think he's gonna oh no we have to play Toronto the Raptors like rarely lose in that building though. Yeah, and in the playoffs, that's that like that is it, arguably they are besides that Oracle, building. that might be one of the toughest places to play in the playoffs. I'm, I I think it matters, and I think that the Sixers walking in there in this scenario, yeah, they'd have a series under their belt. I but, think yeah, I'm not saying that the Raptors wouldn't win, but I think it's okay. Well, then say it. Like who who do you I, think who would you take? That's what I'm asking you. I wouldn't take anyone until I see how the Raptors play in the first round. So what if the what if the Raptors Take what if whatever the eight seed is, say the Heat. Take the Raptors six games. Well, I'm a I'm a Heat fan, so okay. Pretend it's not the Heat. The then. Heat are beating the Wizards. The Raptors say it's the, the Wizards. Game. Yeah, Wizards Raptors. Raptors win in six. They don't look so good, but they're coming. In, you know, fresh start, second series against the Sixers. If the Raptors, I, I, I think the thing the East is actually good this year. We've had three or four years of the East being trash. The East is a good one through eight. Every single team. If the Heat beat the Raptors, like not even as a homer, if the Heat beat the Raptors, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Bucks beat the Raptors, I wouldn't be shocked. If the Wizards beat the Raptors, I wouldn't be shocked. Because all the the Wizards were a four or five seed last year, and they can play basketball. They're a good team, and they haven't changed their team. The Bucks have a top five player in the league. The Bucks have a player that is better than anyone the Raptors have. A lot of the times, the best player on the court wins the game, especially in a seven-game series. The Heat just plays such good team basketball. I wouldn't be surprised if they won. The like, only I, thing that scares I, me about the Bucks is they're very inconsistent. Literally, yeah. the only thing that would surprise me about the Eastern Conference playoffs is if the Cavs didn't make the finals. Any other combination of teams winning, losing, or whatever would not surprise me because 
there's just such parity. Right. I get that the Bucks are different this year, and they're they've played the best regular season basketball out of any team in the East. And if they continue to play this way, you mean the Raptors? Sorry, the Raptors. And if they continue to play this way, they could take the Cavs to seven games. Absolutely. It's just for five straight years, they get to the playoffs and shit the bet. <laughs> like five straight years. I don't know what to say. If it was like one year, it's like, oh, okay. But five straight years, years, you get to the playoffs and you forget how to play basketball. Like, that's I can't. Not, oh, and that's not necessarily true. I, you as, are the you are the biggest drama as, hater. I know. Okay, as sure. a I understand what you mean. Yes, I understand what you mean. They get to the biggest moments and they suck, and they they haven't come out of it. But I mean, do you think eventually, you know, they they've lost in the first round, they've lost in the second round, they've gotten to the conference finals and lost? Is there a point where they get to the finals now? The Toronto Raptors will never get to the finals under this current iteration. Will not happen. All right. Well, we're going to talk about the West when we come back. All right, we're back. Uh, over the break, Aiden and I were discussing uh, the trash results the Pistons have seen from their trade for Blake Griffin, and that's just not surprising and not really noteworthy enough to say. I mean, they're the nine seed right now, but they're they're not going to catch the Heat. They're five and a half behind them. I kind of feel bad for Detroit. I mean, when Sam Van Gundy got in there, I thought things were going to start happening. And then they made, they made the playoffs. That, and we talked about this. They made the playoffs that first year. Uh and you know, competitive sweep against the Cavs. Yeah, I thought they'd be you know a seven seed, six seed the next year, and eventually get up to you know the top half of the East. I, th- I thought they were a team that was on the rise for sure, and it's pretty surprising to me. Um, and then they royally screwed it up. Uh, I think with that trade. So sadness into the West. Okay, all year the top two teams, a solid two teams in the NBA. Nobody's been on the level of the Houston Rockets and Golden State Warriors. The Warriors have seen injuries lately to, I mean, everyone. Everyone that matters. I mean, Curry just got re-injured. Durant's been injured. Thompson's been injured. Actually, Steve Curry just said Stephen Curry is, there, there's no way he's playing in the first round in the West. So, I don't think that makes it as interesting as Boston's situation because there's still Golden State. But I guess I, I want to get your guys' opinions on this. I mean, Houston... Houston stepped on the gas and just didn't stop. They they never slowed down. Like they they're five and a half above Golden State. That doesn't happen. That hasn't happened in years. That someone has even not, not only been up on Golden State, but even been within like three games at this point. Maybe San Antonio did it once. But I mean, I'm looking at the West right now. Um I mean they are totally th- those two teams have been totally distant from everybody else uh the whole time. The Blazers on fire absolute there. tear. They caught fire there for a bit. Um, they're cooling down a little bit, but they I think they have a hold on that third seed. Um, and then the Thunder, Pelicans, Spurs, Wolves, Jazz, Nuggets, and Clippers are all still in the mix. But the thing about all those teams, the Thunder are at the four, and the Clippers are at the ten, and only six games separates them. And when you look at the Thunder at the four and the Jazz at the eight, only three and a half games separates them. So there's no way these seeds are going to stay as they are right now. Um, so the West is a little messy. Um, do, do we? How confident are we in Houston? With the, with the Warriors coming into the I'm, playoffs beat up, how confident are we in Houston? I'm decently confident in Houston. Like I think they'll give the Warriors a legitimate shot. Like I think I think it's going to be a battle in the in the Western Conference Finals. And I think if the Cavs, I think the Cavs would much rather play Houston than Golden State. The Cavs haven't fared well against Houston, period. Right? Yeah, but I think they'd much rather play Houston than Golden State. They've already played Golden Golden State's a better team than the Cavs. Yeah. But I, I think, think Golden State's probably a better team than Houston. Yeah, they are, but I think Houston has a better chance of beating I think Houston has a better chance of beating Golden State than the Cavs do. And I think the Cavs have a better chance of beating Houston than they do of beating Golden State. So if Houston and Cavs, or Houston and uh, Cleveland was in the finals, who do you think will win? Or who would you take? 
That's interesting. That's a really tough who, matchup. Who take? I'd have to go. Dude, if, if Houston gets on. Oh, bro, if Houston gets past Golden State, like a relatively think, healthy think, Golden State, I don't have to pick I Houston. I think Houston. Man. I would have to. I think it would be very close. That would be a really good series. I, I might I, I might lean Houston if, if they don't get injured. I think for me, it's because then that would just be an offensive shootout. The problem with the Warriors is they're such a, on top of being a great offensive team, they're a great defensive team as well. And that's where the Cavs then struggle because the Warriors can limit their defense and the Cavs can't limit the Warriors' offense. But with Houston, it would just be like 150 points each team per game. And I think the Cavs can win shootouts. Like, I I think the Cavs would beat the Rockets because it's LeBron. Right. And he and he then wouldn't have to guard Kevin Durant. Cause in the, right. In the LeBron se- would finally not be guarding the, the best player exactly. on the team in the final. Because in the series last, the last year, LeBron would get tired by the fourth quarter because he had to dominate the ball on offense and he had to guard Kevin Durant on defense. That's exhausting. So he wouldn't have to do that. He would be guarding Trevor Ariza. Like that's he can do that easily and he would save his energy and he'd probably have his best offensive performance of a finals ever. Which is saying something. And that could yeah. happen. That's true. Because um, I think he, LeBron playing the Rockets would be a much better player than LeBron playing the Warriors. I think it's going to be interesting to see where the Warriors' health is at, and that's that's, you know, that's assuming they get that far. They should. They should not. But I mean, playing the Trailblazers in the second round is not going to be. Yeah. A, and a, you know a what else won't be fun? It, it's not going to be fun playing the Timberwolves in the first round or without the Jazz, Curry or the Jazz or the Spurs. They're all within a game. That's going to that's gonna be a big challenge for Golden State to play that caliber of a lower-seeded team in the West without Stephen Curry. With Stephen Curry, yeah, those teams are good, but there, there's no chance. Yeah, I mean, the Spurs, if they don't get Kawhi back, which honestly, who what is happening there? I have no I'm, idea. I, I, it changes. Like, it, I can't so follow. <laughs> I have no clue what's happening. If the Spurs don't have Kawhi back, I'd rather, like if I'm the Warriors, I'd rather play the Spurs. Actually, no, I'd rather play the Timberwolves. No. The Timberwolves don't have Jimmy Butler back yet. I'd rather play the Spurs. I'd, r- I'd rather play the Spurs yeah, from the I'd Warriors. The Spurs. I'd rather play the Timberwolves. No one on the Timberwolves has ever been to the playoffs. Well, that's the same scenario as we are just talking about the Sixers. It's though. different. I, I don't know. <laughs> you think Carl Anthony Towns gives a crap who he's playing? What? Yeah, I think he does. Carl Why? Anthony Towns well, does not the have the swag and confidence that Joel Embiid does. He's pretty confident. I don't know. Yeah, like and what's also, Carl Anthony Towns afraid of? He's and dominated. also, okay, but also the Spurs' level of experience and coaching ability is on a whole other stratosphere than the Celtics. Who cares? Playoff Spurs is different. Playoff than Playoff Spurs without Kawhi Celtics. Leonard, with the best coach. Who cares? The coach isn't on the floor. It's different. Not against the Warriors. It's not. Yeah, no, the Spurs would lose to the Warriors. I'm not saying they wouldn't. Okay, but I, the Timberwolves would also. Timberwolves would be a better match. Would would the Timberwolves are four and six in the last ten games? They have not. Oh my God! Here we go. They have not. They have not. Don't even. They have not been. They're an average team without Jimmy Butler. They were not a playoff team. They should have Jimmy Butler though, right? Yeah, Butler's supposed to be back. Let's. I have an article pulled up. But the Spurs may or may not have Leonard. If the Spurs have Leonard, this is a whole different discussion. Yeah, but what do we even know he's going to be like? You know what I mean? So the t- the reason why I said four and six is because it's been ten games since Jimmy Butler was gone, and the Timberwolves are four and six since they lost Jimmy Butler. But what we're saying is they're more than likely Jimmy Butler will be their game one tip. Okay, so his original timeline was four to six weeks, and that was how long ago? Um, February twenty third. Okay. Okay, but. When Jimmy Butler went down, the Timberwolves were the three seed. Since that time, the Timberwolves are now the seven seed. If Jimmy Butler is not is not at a hundred percent, the Timberwolves are a very different team. They're three and a half games from being the three seed. They did not have Jimmy Butler last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. Jimmy Butler is what makes the team because Carl Anthony Towns is not there yet. He's a great player, and but Kawhi not there Leonard yet. makes the Spurs. I think they're in. Greg Popovich makes the Spurs. Kawhi Leonard accentuates Greg Popovich making the Spurs. Give Greg Popovich the Suns, and they're not in the playoffs. They'd be close. No, they would. <laughs> They'd be close. No. They would be close. No, you're putting too much on that. I understand he's a, he's a he's all-time the, great coach. He's the greatest basketball coach of all time. 
Maybe Steven Jackson. But, I mean, then he kind of lost some of his rep with the whole Knicks thing. So. Phil Jackson? Sorry, Phil Jackson. Steven Jackson was a role player I, for Greg I'm, Popovich. I'm aware, I'm aware. <laughs> but, okay, that's besides the point. We're getting very off track here. Well, no, it's fine. I've just kind of been good to follow the, whatever tracks. because like Whatever just, tracks my... Because because nothing is, is set in stone yet. Isn't I, it? That's, the, that's the whole the, point. If I'm the Warriors, I really would not want to play the Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz are hot. I wouldn't want to play the Jazz either. They're... They've been on a tear the last 20 games but, since the All-Star break. But what you were saying was it does get interesting in that second round with the Blazers because Portland, talk about a team on a tear, and a tear that that has included Portland having Golden State's number. They've beaten them twice in that stretch. Yeah. Very recently with a fully healthy Warriors team, actually. Mm-hmm. So I just, uh, I think it's, it's it's hard for Golden State this year. This, and you were saying before on previous episodes, it hasn't been hard for them. They've, they had, have, they've, they've had, had a very easy road. easy walks so yeah. far. Their only series was that... One where the Thunder took them to seven. Right. And if they survive a first-round matchup without Curry, a second-round matchup against Portland, like, here's then, your reward. And, and here's Houston. Rockets, yeah. Like, but, I mean, the Rockets don't have – the Rockets still are going to have to play either the Jazz, Timberwolves, Spurs, or, be may, fine. or maybe Nuggets. They'll be fine in the first round for sure. And then they'll have to play the Thunder, who I've lost so much confidence Thank in. Thank you. Finally. I've given up on the Thunder, okay? They're going to lose. Finally. They might lose. Matt, what about you? You haven't talked in a while. No, I like I like the Thunder, honestly. I liked the Thunder so much more at the beginning of the year. Carmelo Anthony needs to almost retire. I, I do agree yeah, with that. He need to give it up. But honestly. I think something that we could all agree with though is when it gets down to playoff time, you like in order to win in the playoffs, I still feel like you got to have those certain players. And I'm saying we're talking about Melo, but as far as PG and Russ, I feel like if they can get hot and with their versatility, versatility and whatnot, like we've seen what they can do when they get going. It's just a matter of. Can they get it going at the right time? You want my hot take? But I mean, the Pelicans have. Car- are you going to say they're not going to make it or Davis. get bounced first round or something like that? What's your hot take? My Michael? hot take is the Rockets would sweep them. I don't know about. Sweep. I think they pull I out. I think they either. pull out one simply yeah. because of Russell Westbrook and Paul George. It wouldn't. That be may a be sweep. true. It That's just my hot take. Is that I. I I, could, I I would put. I think we're going too far in assuming the Thunder would even make the second round. The Pelicans are a good team. Which is weird. I, and the Spurs could still be. And the I'm five so seed. happy for the Pelicans because I, I was crushed for them when they lost Cousins. I love Demarcus Cousins, as you guys know. I really wish he was still there, but the fact that they have kept not only kept afloat but gotten better, really, since he's gone down at least at least in the Western standings, that's that's remarkable. That the Pelicans we're talking about them beating the Thunder in the first round and advancing, without without Demarcus Cousins, who was putting up the kind of stats that he was. So. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. But yeah, I have zero faith in the Thunder. I've had zero faith in the Thunder all year. Yeah, I I overhyped them. I'm sorry. It's okay. They're, so they're not a good basketball. They're okay. Like it, they again, I stand by they could beat anyone on any given night. Yeah, but there's too inconsistent. And for a series, Russ is too ball dominant. Yeah, the best they would do in a series is lose in six. I think because they're they're too inconsistent. I think Melo is holding them back also a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And I honestly, Roberson getting hurt—that's huge. That was huge. Yeah, that really changed. They have that not been—they have not been the same since that happened. Because they don't have that lockdown wing now. It's like, yeah, defender. I mean, but I think it's—I know there's only a two-game gap there. But would you guys agree with me that the Trailblazers are in a different league than the rest of those Western teams below them? Yes, I think they're a legitimate threat to someone who is. I would not. If I'm the Warriors, I really don't want to play them. I don't think anybody wants to play them, especially now. Portland's matched up really well, too, against Golden State. Yeah, they have a much more complete team than I thought. I recently saw Portland for, I don't know, listeners. I was in Portland. I I got to see them for a game. And I, you know, we're in the East. We don't watch, we don't get a lot of Western teams on a nightly basis. They're on 10 30, or it's the Warriors, pretty much, and whoever they're playing. The Blazers are a much more complete team than I had imagined and i think that lillard is having an mvp caliber season he's had an, an insane 2018 calendar year man i mean i that's not a team i want to see i think they i think they're above a lot of eastern teams too I, I i like their chances uh more than even the celtics i think i agree which is I mean, which, is, I which is a tough thing to say because I mean, the celtics I, have an easier road in the east yeah i mean actually i don't cuz they have to play the Warriors and the Rockets, so no. But I think if they were... They're a better team, though. They're absolutely, hands down, a better team. Which is weird to say, because Boston was on such a tear in the beginning of the year. There were so many people so high on Boston, and 
you know, it was it was warranted. They were playing great. But I think Portland's ability to withstand the West, how especially how they have, uh, uh, it's a very pleasant surprise for me. Um, and I think that they are going to give Houston or Golden State all they can handle. If not, you know, if the, if the Warriors are still missing pieces, Portland could beat them. 100%. Yeah, if Steph Curry isn't 100%, I, I think they could lose. Especially when, yeah, when they're missing a point guard and then you look on the other side and Dame's the point guard. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's that could be really tough. I mean, again... I, and Portland's got some serious rebounding, yeah, by the way. I mean, it's still funny. The Warriors, even without Steph, could still win the finals. Like, in a normal, in a normal year... That's still a contending team, the Warriors without Steph Curry. So, it, like, I don't think it's a done. Like, the Warriors could still beat the Trailblazers without Steph. It yeah, just makes yeah, it. I think so too. Yeah, but it's competitive, and that's what we've been asking for. We talked about the playoffs last year and how boring it was. It was the worst playoffs ever because it was just going to be like, all right, let's get this month and a half yeah, over. It was with. a lock to the to the Warriors and Cavs. It's not the this whole time year. it was this year. It's it's really like, I mean, I think the Cavs are still a lock. But there's some more. There's more intrigue. At if least. the Raptors like, play in the playoffs, how they played in the regular season, I think that could go seven. Yeah, I mean, the, the, there's a league-wide competitiveness to the playoffs this year that absolutely didn't exist last year, and probably didn't really exist the year before that. I mean, I agree. We, we were, you know, people were saying last year like the NBA is broken. There are two teams that have all the talent, and then a bunch of teams that are sitting ducks. But now it's like I don't know what happened exactly, but it's really evened out, and it's really good for the league. I concur. I don't know if anybody else has anything. Matt, you got you got anything over there on the West? What, what do you think? Do you uh, like? What are you even doing over there, Matt? Sorry, just reading articles. Do you like? He hasn't heard. He hasn't heard a word we said. Uh, no, I think I think Portland and Houston might make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think I don't know. I think it's just gonna be on James Harden and the Houston Rockets, honestly, or Dame's going to make it to the finals, honestly. Yeah, I, I, I think it's the Rockets I, conference to I lose. I don't think... You don't think uh, Portland's going to make it? Do you agree with me on that? I think it's yeah. I think it's their conference to lose. I don't no. think it's the Warriors conference to lose anymore. Oh, you say yeah? <laughs> no. No, it absolutely is. When the Warriors are coming in with this injury, there's no reason that Houston shouldn't come out of the West. I know it's your opinion and they, they better and all, think Michael. that, too. I know it's your opinion and all, but you're wrong. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I think the Warriors have been to the finals three straight years. On no, paper, I'm absolutely underselling them right now. On paper, they still have the most dominant team I've ever seen in my lifetime. If they're healthy, if they're healthy, if they're it's healthy, it's yeah. still their conference to lose. No one knows. But they're not, and that's why I'm saying. No one that. knows really how long Steph's gonna be out until they get all their pieces back. I think, like, if they're healthy, it, they still are should be the ones. It, it's kind of like the Cavs. Like the Cavs aren't normally like LeBron James's teams aren't nor- the one seed a lot of the time, but you still expect them to come out. The Warriors aren't the one seed, but if they're healthy, you still expect them to come out. And if they don't come out, that would be a surprise. But I do think the Rockets can beat them, and I do think the Trailblazers would give them a run for their money, especially if they're not healthy. To me, there's three teams that can make the finals and five teams that can be competitive in the playoffs. The three teams that can make the finals are the Rockets, Warriors, and Cavs. The five teams that can be competitive in the playoffs are the Rockets, Warriors, Trailblazers, Cavs, Raptors. So, you, yeah, you really don't think that anybody stands a chance against Cleveland in the East? Uh, that's The Celtics, no. No one, no. But remember, the Celtics will have that home court. I don't, I don't know how much you value that, but it, it doesn't matter I, against LeBron's with, teams historically. With LeBron's teams, I don't value home court advantage at all. Like, yeah, 0% I mean, care. That's valid, yeah. With the other teams, yeah, but like the Celtics, I think the Celtics' home court advantage means a lot for them because they're a young team. So I think home court advantage is beneficial for the Celtics, but it's but not. That's, that's who the Cavs would be playing. Yeah, in but the it's not round. detrimental to the Cavs. Oh, okay. Now, Matt, what sense. do you think about the West? Do you expect who do you expect to come out? Um, Given how things are, injury wise, streak wise. Listen, I mean, right now, I mean, looking at it, you like to take into consideration their past years, obviously, and you just, because of what we've seen from Golden State and what we know they can do, you just want to tend to lean towards them. But if we're just strictly looking at this season, I mean, it's it's hard to go against what Houston has done and what they're doing right now. Um, they've virtually been unstoppable. Um, I still feel like right now, too, obviously, just with all these injuries, man, it, and it can be tough. And I know, like you say, like it can be easy for them to just 
you know, if everyone gets back healthy and put it together. But man, it's just so close to the postseason right now when all this is happening. And I still feel that, you know, they're going to be okay. But I still feel like just with this Houston train and how well they're playing right now, I still feel like it's Houston's to, to lose. So that's kind of what I was getting at. Just the fact that I think there's no reason to expect Houston to stop playing this way. Yeah. So I think because they've played this way to this point and they're the number one seed by a good margin, five and a half games right now as we sit here. But I do think the Warriors healthy is still a better team than Houston. Not True, that the, not but they're that, not healthy as well. Not that as well. He, yeah, not that Houston couldn't win in a series mm. with them both healthy, but again, it's kind of like you have to show it to me. Like That's this fair. iteration yeah. of Houston has never been in the playoffs together before. The Warriors have made the finals three straight years in a row. They have the most dominant roster on paper. Yeah, they're not healthy right now, but they're expected to be healthy by the playoffs, especially by the time they would meet, which is in the Western Conference Finals. So uh, by that time, I would still expect the Warriors to win. Yeah, and the the pessimist in me says the Warriors will beat the Cavs in the finals. I think we just (laughs) want the Warriors to not win. Oh, uh, I mean, that's very much the case on my end. Yeah, so I I think that's biasing you guys a little bit. It may be fair, but I still feel like, and we talked about this in previous shows before, just the depth of like what Portland could bring. We feel like they can give Golden State a better matchup and even, you know, run them six to possibly seven games, whatever it is. Like we talked about in the past, so if there's that one team that can kind of wear them down because they haven't had that test in the playoffs recently. They've gone through the entire Western Conference like it was nothing. And I think one thing, even if they do make the finals, the Cavs have a much better shot this year simply because the Warriors will maybe be worn down a little bit because because the Warriors in past years have had zero competition getting to the finals. So they show up to play the Cavs pretty rested, refreshed, haven't really had to do anything for a couple of weeks, but they've stayed in basketball shape. But I think this year, you know, playing the Jazz maybe goes six games. Yeah. Trailblazers six, seven games. Rockets seven games. That would wear on a team, especially a team that is coming off of injuries. So even if they make the finals, I think it's going to be a much more difficult finals for them against the Cavs. Yeah, and I think that's the big picture that I've been trying to get at here is, you know what, Golden State, they very well may make and win the finals. All I'm saying is that this year, more so than any other year, there is a reason to believe that they would have a very hard time doing so. I agree. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back. All right, so we've got one more small segment for you guys before we get out of here. Um, we can't be talking about basketball right now without talking about March Madness. Uh, we just got to the Final Four, and during the break, we were talking a little bit about uh, past years of the tournament and how it seems to have been, as a whole, stronger in the past than this year. Aiden was pointing to that um, as one of the key factors behind Loyola's run. Uh, listen, this team is doing something that you know small schools dream of. That's why the tournament is so good, because a small school like that, you know, you get to the tournament, you've got a chance if you're playing well, and Loyola's doing it right now. Aiden, uh, do you think that had they had to have played Cincinnati or Virginia, we'd be seeing a different team in the Final Four right now? I mean, I don't know. That's impossible to answer. I mean, even uh, all I was saying was that I do. I just feel like the quality of the teams, especially in their bracket, were not as good as I feel like we've seen in past years. Obviously what they're doing is incredible. And besides like teams that they've played or not, like they're playing really good basketball, like besides all anything else of qual like quality of teams they're playing. But I just feel like in years past, we've seen better teams be at this point that they would have had to play. So it, it, to me, not that it isn't awesome and incredible, and I feel I'm very happy for those players and the fans of that team. It just, to me, as like as a wow factor of being amazed by it, it kind of it, it devalues it a little bit because of the quality of the teams they've played. I don't think it devalues it. I, I understand your point, um, and especially because they didn't have to go through a one or a two. 
But I think just the fact that they're such a small school as they are and coming out of a conference like what they're in the Missouri Valley Conference, I think. Yeah. I think that that alone carries enough value. I mean, you, you're you absolutely right. The, the I mean, caliber of that bracket has not been the same kind of... Like, the, every team in their bracket has been upset except for by another team except for number three Tennessee which they beat and yeah that's a great win and again I'm I'm very impressed by this run I'm just saying Virginia lost by to the 16th seat oh you're saying every team that they've beaten was already was already an an upset winner so they beat um Tennessee was a legit win though yeah they beat Tennessee that's a legit win but they beat Nevada to a tough team though well, yeah. no, no. They, Nevada was a seven. They beat Texas. Yeah, no, but Nevada then beat Cincinnati, the two. Oh, seed. okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then they beat Kansas State to beat Kentucky. And right. like this, so they didn't like they didn't have to go through the one seed, the five seed, eh, not the their four fault. seed. I'm not saying it. again. It's not their fault, and they're playing good basketball regardless of the quality of the teams they're playing. I would never take that away from them. I'm just saying for me to be like. Like in years past, when we have a Cinderella going really far, I'm like glued to the TV. I'm glued to everything about them, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm totally on the bandwagon for this team. But for Loyola, while I'm happy for them and I hope they keep winning, I'm not like stunned and amazed and like, oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing. Ever. I think I'm not as stunned as well because I saw them come into Gainesville and beat Florida. I was at that game, and they, I didn't know what to make of them then. I mean, it was. I went because I thought it was a guaranteed win. They way out-rebounded us, way out-shot us, and shocked everybody in attendance. And now they're in the Final Four. So, I mean, there, there are very quality, legit teams in even the smallest of conferences, and that's where you get the Florida Gulf Coasts every once in a while. That's where you get you know VCU and Butler becoming pretty much mainstays. Uh, not as much VCU lately, but you know what I mean. Um, so I think for Loyola, I, think they're, I don't think it's a fluke. I mean, I think they... Are a legitimate team, but you that get being to this point without being a really good team. Yeah, actually. no, yeah. I mean, and I think they could get to the final and, and compete and even win it. That's yeah. And again, yeah. that's they're playing good basketball regardless of who they're yeah. playing. I'm yeah. just saying, for me to be amazed and wowed by it, it's it's drastically lessened by the fact that I feel like it's a weakened weaker tournament in general, and specifically their region was weaker than a region that I've seen in a while. So what I'm going to do now is. Uh, by the time this episode comes out, may or may not be through the final four, but that doesn't mean that you can't enjoy making fun of us getting predictions wrong. I'm going to go around and uh, real quick, I want to get everybody's thoughts. Aiden, who wins? Who comes out of uh, Loyola, Michigan? Michigan. Sean? Loyola. Matt? Michigan's too hot right now. All right, I would also go with Michigan. I really hope Loyola wins. Be rooting wins for that. Loyola. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Um, so, and then Aiden, Phil on the other Nova. side. Sean, Kansas, Villanova. I don't know, bro. I like like Kansas. I like Kansas to upset them. Matt? Uh, At the end of the day, i got to go with Villanova. Jay Wright. um, I like Bill Self a lot, don't get me wrong, but I think Jay Wright has just been the better coach, and I feel like over the last few years he's progressed, and that's shown in the tournament. I feel like Michael Bridges and, of course, Jalen Brudson, arguably player of the year right now, um, their backcourt is phenomenal. So I think that plays a huge role, and I think they're going to... And Villanova is extremely hot. I would oh, also absolutely. go with Villanova. I think Kansas is a really good team. I thought Duke probably should have beat them, um, and I, I think that Bill Self is generally on the losing side of those huge games. Um, <laughs> generally? Like, every year. Well, no, he won one. get to the he Elite won. Eight and lose. If that... No, I'm saying because yeah, like, he yeah. won a championship there. Yeah, but. I know. I just feel like it's the f- every single year Kansas is the yeah. one or two seed that get to the Elite Lead Eight show. and lose. Yeah. I feel like that's... Yeah, they're, like they're a popular... Year. Yeah, they're a popular... They're one of those popular one seeds that you don't pick. Like, you pick the two out of that region a lot of the time. At least I do. Um, but, no, they've they've shown that they're a real team this year I, I just think Villanova is so solid and has continued to be so solid throughout the tournament that uh I see them getting through that game and I see them winning the championship um I want to ask which of these teams do you think matchups included has the toughest road it would be easy to say Loyola I think but just think about it for a sec wait 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 what so out of any team out of the four teams saying? who's the least likely to win Oh, he's likely to win. Um, Based on, um, probably have to say Loyola. Yeah, Loyola. I mean, but just I, being honest, but. I wouldn't. But I, I, I think actually both of these games are pretty. They're evenly even, matched. They're overall. even. Like I don't yeah. think either one's a tough road. Yeah, 
I think Kansas has it pretty rough. Kansas they got a rough, is a good team. Yeah, don't yeah, get me wrong. Yeah. They're they're well, I mean, it's how, the final four. They're... How is it rough? Look who they're playing. Villanova's I know good, Villanova's but this isn't really the championship good. Villanova. Like the thing that made that team special was what they did, like versatility wise, with Chris Jenkins, bro. Like no one had an answer the whole entire postseason because they put Chris Jenkins as a big, and no big could defend Chris Jenkins. Okay, but what I'm saying is, on the other side of I that bracket, so Michigan matched, and Loyola though. are both less talented, I think, than Villanova and Kansas. So it's an easier win in that Final Four game than it is in the one on the right side of the bracket. I would disagree because also their own team's talent level is lower as well. So it's like viewer, listeners can't see my hands, but it's like Villanova's here and then Kansas is here. Uh, listeners, I'm putting my hands. This is totally, you can't do this on a radio. <laughs> hey, shut up, Michael. I'm doing it. All right. He's here and then they're here. And yeah, then they're so, here. So they're there and then the other team is here. So then Loyola's here. He's not here even using his Michigan's hands anymore. Here. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do numbers because people can get numbers. Say just random arbitrary numbers, right? Say Villanova is a nine, Kansas is like an eight point five. Then say Michigan is like a seven, and then Loyola is like I a know, six point five. I know. I see what five. your point is. So it's like I disagree, but I see. What yeah, your, your competition's is. easier, but also you're not as good of a team. So yes, but what I'm saying is, looking at the entire road, if the competition is easier in that game, they have an e- they have a better shot at making the final. I know well, that you're you talking about road. There's only one game left. No, there are two games left for the winner, for the winner for, of these games. Okay, but you're saying to make the fo- you were saying the road to make the final. There's only one game left. You're yeah, and one of, the, one, like and one of those some, games is easier to win than the other. You're talking about like one of those games is easier to win than the other. You can't disagree with that. That's 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 true. It's not easier to win because you're a worse team. I don't know if I'd say worse. Okay, it's like is addition easier for us? Yes, but for a four-year-old, no. I know what point you're trying to make. I okay, just disagree. Okay, clearly you don't because you're not no, acknowledging it. I understand it. what you're saying. That it's not In this case, Michigan and Loyola talent. are the four-year-old doing addition, and Villanova and Kansas are the 20-year-olds in college doing calculus. For Aiden, Matt, and Sean, <laughs> I don't know where Loyola I this. is your 2018 national champion. No, you it's heard not. it here first. It's definitely not. It's right. 1,000%. I won't sign it off yet. I but like Kansas I to win it all, though. I just like Kansas to win it all. I think I like them the least to win it all. I don't know. Uh, I think they're I just for me. I'm just they just leave a bad taste in my mouth every year because they're a good team and then they lose in the Elite Eight every year. Like I feel like that's a lock every year to lose in the Elite Eight or Final Four. They just right. didn't do it. They often year. don't even make it to the Elite Eight in recent years too. It's like yeah, they lose. They get bounced even first round sometimes. Yeah, not for like the first weekend at least. It's great. Well, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we should be back for an episode around the start of the NBA playoffs where we can break down those matchups uh, a little bit further, knowing a little bit more about the matchups. What I want to do right before we sign off, Aiden, who wins the college national championship? Um, Villanova. John. Kansas. Matt. Villanova. I'm also rolling with Villanova. I thought you just said Loyola. No, I was kidding. Well, clearly you weren't. Words don't lie. That was recorded. Do you want to play that shit back, Michael? Sorry, I can't swear. You want to play that back, Michael? <laughs> You're going to sound really stupid when I include that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> For Aiden, Matt, and Sean, Villanova is the national champion. I'm Michael Higgins. This has been the Mostly NBA Podcast. We'll see you next time.